Jesus is presented to the temple. This is Luke 2, 22 through 35. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And in a sword, will pierce your own soul too. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. You may be seated. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. And I hope your Christmas this year brought you some peace and some love and some joy. Um, so many of us are hurting and it's hard to be joyful at this time of year. In, pre in preparation for today, um, when I told the pastor that it was her birthday yesterday, we wish her a happy birthday, um, to take the day off and I was trying to come up with some ideas of what to embrace going into the new year. So, so many storms were swirling around my head um, about all the years gone by that were good and that were bad. <laughs> yes, some of the bad years. Um, I wanted to share with you um, something that I do every year. I begin a new journal January 1, and on this day, I end my journal in whatever, it's, sometimes I have two journals, but whatever. I end the year journaling all the things I'd like to leave behind. I like to leave the relationships that have gone wrong, the hurt that I felt, the sorrow that I felt, or the upsets of just life in general or the sorrow or the loss of those that I loved. I like leaving it in the journal 
so that I can start fresh tomorrow morning with a new one, with new hopes and new dreams for the new year to come. I want to begin without carrying the luggage with me, without carrying those old burdens. I left them in that journal and they stay there. For this new year can bring new things and new beginnings. As we explore the storms of life today, also know it's the same God that carries us through who's always there. And that is why I chose this sermon. New storms, but the same God. There'll always be storms in our lives, but the same God will always be there. There's an old Arab Arabic proverb, write the wrongs in the sand, write the good things in marble, let go of all emotions that diminish you, hold on to the emotions of gratitude and joy that increase you. Very profound, very much like I do in my journal. I write it in the sand and I bring out all the new things that lift me up. So. It's New Year's Eve. What are your plans? We make resolutions. But what are re resolutions? And what are we resolving? The dictionary tells us to make a resolution is to mend our ways. The act of resolving is solving. Now every year we promise ourselves we'll lose some weight, we'll get healthy, we'll get out there exercising, Whatever we feel, we should do it differently, and I'm going to make the attempt this year. And somewhere along the line, that does seem to diminish by the time we get to the end of the year. Why is that so? What we bring into the new year is eliminating all the bad habits in which we've acquired along the way. I like to think of it as how can I be a better person in the coming year? How can I better serve humankind? How can I give out more love, be welcoming to those who are different, to accept where God sends me, whether I'm happy or uncomfortable? Most of all, to follow the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in which Jesus gives us as a helper to prepare us and withstand all the new storms. So remember, the same God is going to be there. What will be your hopes for 2024? I'd like to reflect on the scripture readings this morning. Hannah was a woman so desperate to have a child. She prayed that she was be even willing to give that child back to God just to experience the birth, to experience being a mother. Was she prepared for that sacrifice, that loss, after she experienced that euphoric joy of giving birth to him? In that glory of birth, was she ready for the loss of her son? I'm sure Hannah had sorrow in her heart but by her faith, God was there. 
and for the years to come because Samuel was so special and I'm sure brought her great joy because he was the one to anoint King David. In today's gospel lesson, in those times, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to be circumcised and blessed. It was customary for every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord. They humbly went, not knowing who was waiting there for them. And there was Simeon, who sees Jesus, knows he's the Christ. He says to God, take me now, for I've seen your son. I've seen it all. He's willing to die. He's ready to die. He's prepared to die. Simeon was preparing for this day. And what an inspiration, because he knew God was there. He knew God was in his presence, and he was ready to relinquish his life. He further says to Mary, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Hmm. What was he saying to Mary? I'm sure Mary had no idea what he was saying, for she was still elated that she just gave birth to God's son. She was still in that euphoric mode. She was not prepared to lose her son. Why should she lose him? God gave her this blessing to raise this child for God. And then years later, she had to witness his crucifixion and horrible death. But it's through birth, our death, and that the resurrection, that there's new life. Life comes from death, as Jesus promised us. So we celebrate this month of Jesus' birth with all the gifts, with all the joy, all the songs, all the decorations we baked, we cooked, we ate, we laughed, we cried. It's all over. It's time to start a new year, a new year with our ordinary lives. We start to feel a bit somber as we reflect on the past year. Where did it all go? How fastly did it go? How many lives have we lost? How sad are we? And some of us are saying, how can I be joyful? I just lost my loved one. My best friend is sick. I have cancer. I can't see. I can't walk. Hey, do you know I just lost my job? I have no money to pay my rent, and how will I feed my family? Everyone else is so filled with this joy this season and looking forward to the new year. Don't they see how much I'm suffering? Do they have any idea the pain that I'm feeling? We look at each other and we see the pain through each other's eyes and we comfort one another. And that is why today I want to stress these storms come 
and they'll always come. But are we ever prepared for loss? We prepare for a baby's birth, the baby to come into the world on that joyous day. We love this little bundle of joy that has come into our lives. And all we want to do is protect them, keep them safe, keep them from harm. We have no idea what their life is going to bring. We have no idea what may or may not happen to them or to us. For it is what God has planned. Yet, we're never prepared for death and passing of our loved ones and those who return home to God. We want to live forever. We want our loved ones to be there forever and ever. They want us to be connected forever. We don't want our jobs. We don't, we don't want to change our jobs, I'm sorry. We don't want to move to a new house. We like things just the way they are. Then a storm arises and our lives fall apart. But through all these storms and all these changes, we somehow, somehow find joy once again. We see the God in all of that because God is there. God is always there guiding us, showing us. There will always be storms of life. There will always be sorrow. There will always be gift, grief. There are times that we miss those who have gone to a new home in heaven, but they still sit at our table. They are still there in spirit through our memories, through our hearts, through our tears. Yes, tears. Our tears may be of sorrow, but we now need to let them be tears of joy, of the love we shared with that person. They're beside you. They're inside you. Our lives go on because with every marriage comes more births and comes new life. I was talking this week to my mentor, Father Bruni, of what I was going to say, and he gave me this wonderful quote. The terrible things that happen, the bad storms, are not the only reality. It's only 50% of the truth of reality. For the other 50% is all the good storms that happen in the new glory in which we share the joy. So the bad storms are only 50%. The good storms are the other 50%, which make the whole 100% of reality. There's an empty chair at our table this year as we go into the new year. Let us not feel sorrow, for they're still sitting here. I'd like to let you know that I have a photo of my dad and his siblings sitting at my table at Christmas time one year. They're no longer with me. The passing started with my dad, and as the years went by, one by one, they returned home. He was number six of eight children. One of his siblings, my aunt, is still with us. The photo is part of my dining room. It sits on the table on every occasion I celebrate. It brings me and my guests great joy to see them there joining us. And I know sometimes photos make us sad and they bring on the tears. Let them bring on the tears of joy. Let them sit at your table. 
for they are there, even in those tears. And maybe you're experienced this year a relationship that has ended, or those people that have moved away. They might have become ill, and in the tears, let the happy memories come back, the good memories. Look at the photos, look at their memories, feel them. By doing so, we keep them alive in our hearts. Okay, New Year. How are we going to embrace it? How do we continue having joyous moments? How can we endure the new storms? We live in a world that is raging storms throughout. There are fires, there's floods, there are innocent people dying. All because they're different. All for sins of the flesh, of power and greed. All the innocent children who have been slaughtered all around the world. Everywhere you turn, there's mass shootings, mass wars. How do we rise above it? How are we going to see things clearly? We ask ourselves for this new year. Let us remind ourselves the time Mary and Joseph had to leave quickly, taking Jesus to Egypt, for Herod was going to kill all the innocent children, two and under. All because the baby Jesus was born, a baby that was going to bring peace, the baby that was going to bring hope, the baby that was going to bring joy and great love. And I'm sure Mary and Joseph in their hearts cried with deep sorrow for those innocent lives that had to be slaughtered for the sake of their son. Maybe thought, Mary thought that this was Simeon's prophecy. She eventually overcame her sorrow and she knew she had to raise a son. Surely there were many storms for Mary and Joseph. Let's think about, was Mary prepared for the greatest storm? weeping at the foot of the cross for her baby boy. Did she become angry at God? How deep was her pain? The same God was there for her. Her pain was taken away in seeing the resurrection of her baby Jesus to new life with the same God. Yes, we wonder why all these things happen and why we must experience them, but we need to remember God is there. These innocent lives are the angels that come down and protect us from all harm. God sends his angels to help us through those storms. We are here for each other. We lift each other up. We are each other's faith keepers. And yes, God is there. The same God is here, the same God of love, divine love for each and every one of us. So be aware of those angels in the coming year. In the new storms, be aware those angels are sitting there at your table. Be aware those angels are touching you in the middle of the night. Be aware those angels have touched our lives with their great love and continue to touch our lives. And know that the same God is there in our new storms. We never forget the storms, yet somehow the sorrow, the pain, eases with each passing season. So in the season of winter, we witness the bare trees that are filled with the promise of spring to come, bringing new leaves and new life. 
And as that happens, I get to sit and see the eagles take flight. Let us take into this new year tomorrow. I gotta find my candle. That love, that peace, that hope for the new storms to come, for God will be there. That same God is here. And take your lights into the new year tonight, for that light will bring us great hope and great love. God bless us, everyone. Thank you. Um, our hymn of dedication is a music spot that I've loved for years and been trying to get my friend Christina to sing it the last time in Anju thought I wanted her to sing from a distance. So please enjoy this hymn, this hymn of light and of love.